0: The Super Fan Dan Show is sponsored by the NFL fans and by listeners like you. Thank you very much for your support, and now it's time to get this party started. Welcome to the Super Fan Dan Show. Cash is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Uh Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. This is no democracy. It is a dictatorship. I am the law. If you survive camp, you will be on the team. If you survive. And now here is your host. What a game! Why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Right. Superfans. <laughs> then. It's that time of year, ladies and gentlemen. It's that time of year. The NFL season is almost upon us. Time for the anticipation, the eagerness, the pros, the cons, everything. We're going to be talking about that today, specifically about the NFC North, which is my division because my bias is towards the Green Bay Packers. I've been a fan since I was a kid through Favre and now Rodgers and then we get someone named Mr. Love. We'll see what happens with that. We'll get that. We'll get into that further into the episode. But this division is insanely wide open. It's insane. Honestly, I could see any team winning this division. Is it possible that the division winner is under 500 even? I think those chances are low, but it's entirely possible. So we're going to get right into the breakdown Right now, what I'm going to do with each team is I'm going to go in alphabetical order. So Chicago, Detroit, Green Bay, and then Minnesota go through three questions for each team. That could be the team's upgrade or the team's downfall, followed up by who I think will win the division. This one I struggled with because it's tough. This one is tough. I would not bet on this division because, like I said, any of them can win. So let's get into it here. Let's start with those Chicago Bears. Finished 3-14 and last year with Mr. Justin Fields at quarterback. So here's our first question. Does Justin Fields make that next step? Last year, he had 2,200 yards passing and 1,100 yards rushing. If I was a Bears fan... I'd want to see more yards passing and less yards rushing. Yes, he's dynamic. Yes, he's a great runner. But all it takes is one hit, and he's a completely different player. We've seen that with Lamar Jackson's injuries, and we saw that with Michael Vick when he had that first major injury when he played for Atlanta way back in the day. So hopefully they utilize DJ more in their passing game. I don't know how they pulled that off in the trade with Carolina to get DJ Moore. That blew my mind that that was in that trade. That was an absolute steal for the Bears, and they better utilize him because he is going to be a star for them if Fields can get him the ball. Uh, Question number two. Can the defense improve? Let's be honest. Last year's defense was rough. They allowed 49% on third downs, and they were second worst against the run. Second worst. And their turnover differential was negative two. 23 takeaways to 25 giveaways the offense had. The defense definitely has to improve for this team to have success. They do have some additions, though, this year. They picked up Tremaine Edwards, TJ Edwards, Gervin Dexter, Zach Pickens, and cornerback Tyreek Stevenson. It's going to be a process. It's definitely going to be a process. But if you want to win this division, you have to play defense, and they have to improve against the run. That is an absolute must for this team to succeed. And lastly, number three, what if it fails? What if this all just goes into the garbage can? Is Justin Fields still around? Is Eberflus fired? I know it's early, but teams have been known to pull the trigger on coaches before if they fail. So this is a make or break year for Justin Fields and Eberflus, I believe. So that should be very interesting to watch. Next up on the list, we have those Detroit Lions finishing 9-8 last year, including beating my Packers twice. First question. Can they build off of last year's success? And I have success in quotation marks because some Detroit fans are very excited about this team. They think this is the team that is finally going to break through. And when I mean finally, I mean it's been a very, very long time. In fact, the last year Detroit won the division for this. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. 1993. 1993 was the last time they won the division. So I know it's a lot of hype, but there's been a lot of years where the Lions just become the Lions. I don't know if they they got cursed when they were younger. I don't know if something happened back in the day, but for some reason this team cannot get over that hump. So it'll be very interesting if they can rebound and build off of last year's success to finally make the playoffs, if not win the division for the first time in a very, very long time. A second, to in order to improve on last year's quote-unquote success, the defense has to improve. There's absolutely no excuse for what they did last year. The most yards allowed in the league, third worst, pass defense, fourth worst, run defense. The GM had a lot of work to do. Brad Holmes. He, I think he brought in a lot of help. He brought in Brian branch and Jack Campbell in the draft. You have Aiden Hutchinson, his second year. Who's an absolute beast. I think he's going to be great for them for a long, long time to come. And also brought in cam Sutton, Emmanuel Mosley and CJ Gardner, Johnson in free agency. So they brought in a bunch of new cornerbacks and safeties for their defense. Can it mesh? Sure. Sure it can, but it's going to take time. I don't think this is going to be a quick fix. Plus, in addition to their defense, they need their edge rushers to stay healthy. Julian Okawara, and Josh Pascal just played in 10 games each. That's it. Meanwhile, Julian's brother, Romeo, suited up in five. That's not going to cut it. They need to stay healthy, and they have to be consistent to build this defense up. Again, it's going to be very intriguing to see what happens. And lastly, third, Amon Ross St. Brown. Can he continue to improve? Great story for Detroit. Great story. I hope he can, for their sake. I hope Jared Goff consistently gets him the ball. I hope Jared Goff is consistent with this offense and then they can build off of last year's success, but it all hinges on that defense, I believe. So, Detroit could be your year, but please don't get in your own way. Now, following Detroit, we have my Green Bay Packers. Green Bay finished 8 and 9 last year whoop-de-doo that was a fun year wasn't it especially if you weren't a Packer fan and if I look at their three questions most of them are obvious number one is Jordan Love the answer now it's very interesting what they're doing I think the offense is going to look completely different in the beginning days of training camp here they've run a lot of 12 personnel meaning one running back two tight ends they drafted two tight ends in the draft and Tucker Kraft and Luke Musgrave. They also have Josiah Deguara and Tyler Davis. I think utilizing the tight ends is going to be huge, as well as utilizing Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. This will be a run-heavy offense. It'll be play-action, short passes to the tight end. But Jordan Love also has, have desi- has some designed runs, which is really, really interesting. There was a play-in training camp where they ran in their pony formation. That means the quarterback Jordan Love in shotgun with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones on either side of Love. They snapped the ball, did a read option, tight end rolled out and was a lead blocker for Jordan Love. I don't know how, I don't know how often they'll run that, but it's just a really interesting dynamic to something the Packers never have utilized, quite honestly. So that will be, if when I see that play in action, it's going to be very interesting to see if it works. Um, number two was keeping Joe Barry the right answer I know there's a lot of Packer fans that want this guy gone they're sick of the loose coverage which is seemingly crazy since you have Jair Alexander one of the best cornerbacks in the league but I mean the stats don't lie they were six against the pass which is great but they were 26 in the league against the run they want to have success, they have to improve that run defense with Kenny Clark, Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell, that linebacking core, and the cornerbacks. Secondary's pretty good outside of the safeties. Safeties are an enigma right now because who knows what's going to happen with Rudy Ford and Savage. But it should be very interesting to see what happens. And the most intriguing question for me is can LaFleur win without Rodgers? LaFleur has a great regular season record, but it's all been with Aaron Rodgers. If LaFleur can win with Jordan Love, that just solidifies that LaFleur is the top five coach in the league. There's no doubt in my mind. He's top five if he can win without Rodgers. If he falls off a map like McCarthy kind of did, then he's going to be fired within two to three years along with the GM Brian Gutekust. They're going to clean house if this doesn't work just like they would have cleaned out house if Rodgers did not do well when Favre left. So, again, it's going to be fun either way. I hope as a Packers fan, it's fun for me and not for the rest of the division, but who knows? And lastly, we're going to talk about those Minnesota Vikings, team from the Twin Cities. Last year, finished 13-4. and four. First question, who are they? Are they a really good, bad team, or are they a really bad, good team? Two years ago, they lost a bunch of close games. Last year, they won a bunch of close games and then fell apart in the playoffs against New York Giants and Daniel Jones. By the way, Daniel Jones thanks you guys for that huge contract extension because I don't think he deserved it, but you gave it to him, so thanks a lot, Vikings going to be very interesting to see what happens. Uh, number two, will they miss Dalvin Cook? I mean, Dalvin Cook is one of my favorite players, even though I'm a Packers fan. I'm a huge Florida State fan, so watching Cook play in college and now in the pros, so much fun. You have Alexander Madison now. I think Madison's a low-key sleeper in fantasy. I think he's going to have a great year. It's just can Kirk Cousins win big games he puts up good stats he puts up numbers just not when it counts and honestly if it does not work this year they need to get rid of cousins they need to it's it's time for a change if that happens and lastly number three will the defense improve they are the second worst in yards 20th against the run 31st against the pass well, I think they made the right decision hiring Brian Flores. I think he should be still be the Miami coach, but that was a messy situation down there. The big difference with Flores is he emphasizes movement before the snap. So he's going to have a bunch of his defenders moving around, trying to confuse the quarterback into some errant calls and audibles. If it works, it's going to be a huge deal. Vikings win the division if this defense works. I truly believe that. Will it happen? I'm not so sure. There's a lot of unknowns, quite honestly. I mean, they did bring back Danielle Hunter on that $20 million deal with $17 million guaranteed or something like that. You still have Harrison Smith, who is easily the star in that defense. And then you have players like Harrison Phillips, Jordan Hicks, and Dean Lowry. Lowry, They're solid players, but not anyone that designed to get you over the hump. So it's going to be really interesting. Plus they have a bunch of young first and second year players that if Flores can get a bunch out of them early, it's only going to boost this defense and boost the Vikings in general. So we've gone through all four teams and there are three questions for each team. Now, who's going to win the division? even the odds makers are having a hard time with this one. I say that because the win over, the highest win-loss over projection is Detroit at nine and a half games. The lowest in the division is between Chicago and Green Bay. They're tied at seven and a half. That's only a two-game difference. This is going to be insanely close. I think, personally, if I look at the over-unders, I think Chicago goes under their seven and a half. I just don't see it. I think they have have way too many holes still. And I still think they're a year or two away. But like I said earlier, Fields has to show up this year for him to stay on the Bears. If he does not have a good year, he might be done. Um, Next, I look at Detroit, nine and a half. Uh, I really want to go over on this, but I can't. I can't. I'm under. I see them winning seven to eight games just because they're going to find ways to lose. And plus that defense is just, it needs to get way better. And you have those two rookies, Branch and Campbell, and all those free agents coming in. We still don't know if it's going to work. I don't see them really falling off to say four or five wins, but I see them hovering around 500. Uh, Next, Green Bay, seven and a half. This is almost the same team as last year. Almost the same team as last year, except with a big name leaving, of course, in Aaron Rodgers. If Jordan Love can be average, I'm not talking about great. I'm not talking about good. If it can be average and they rely on Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, they can get over seven and a half. They could probably get nine to ten wins. I could see that with this team. If they have to rely on Jordan Love a lot, especially early, it's going to take time. And I don't think they reached that 9-10 to 10 win threshold. But the issue they had last year is Rodgers kept playing hero ball. There was a lot of games where Aaron Jones should have gotten the ball. And for some reason, he got like five touches. And there are ways to get him the ball in an offense. He's too dynamic of a receiver for a running back and a very good runner, along with A.J. Dillon, for them not to be successful. So I think it's going to work. I think that's my bias showing, but I'm going to go down with the ship just as I expect any of you fans out there to go down with your team's ship and that loyalty. Again, that's why I love football. The fan bases make this game so much fun to watch because of that passion, whether it be college or pro. Lastly, Minnesota at eight and a half. This is the trickiest one because as I said, two years ago, they lost all the close games. Last year... They won all the close games. This year, are they going to split them? (laughs) Are they going to figure out if they're a good or a bad team? I don't know. I think they're going over. I think it's going to be nine or ten games. I think this division goes between Green Bay and Minnesota, and I think it's a toss-up between those two. I'm just going to give it to Green Bay because I think they have some weapons there, and if Love can steadily improve throughout the year, I think they have this. But like I said, this is the one division that's really up in the air and the winner could go could be under 500 or at 9 and 8. So, what do you guys think? Am I crazy for picking my Packers despite a new quarterback or is one of your teams destined to take the crown here in the NFC North? Well, I'd love for you to leave me a line at one of my socials, the Super Fan Dan show on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram love to hear what you have to say and for you to share your passion with your team with me so we can keep growing this community to watch the greatest sport on earth again it's a blessing for you to listen in and be tuned in because we're going to cover every division and go through three questions for each team and my thoughts on what possibly might be the outcome i guarantee you it'll be wrong but i guarantee you it'll be a blast in the meantime We'll see you next time, and God bless you out there. And we'll see you next time here on the Super Fan Dan Show, where football is our middle name.